Welcome back, Shadow people, to another exciting episode of Our Shadow. Thank you so much for coming back and joining the show, listening in, and, you know, checking in on these amazing accounts that we have to share and offer, uh, starting with mine, and then hopefully more folks will join. Um, If you all like this, if you like what's going on here, please hit the follow button, subscribe button, or whichever button it is that you all are seeing. Um, Very soon we're going to be, and when I say we, I mean me, (laughs) are going to be introducing other folks' stories, different ghost stories, different stories in general. It could be ghosts, it could be shadows, it could be all sorts of great stuff. Um, However, if you have a story that you would like to share, please feel free to submit it to our shadow dot real horror at gmail.com that's our shadow dot real horror at gmail.com and now without further ado the continuation of the little girl of 321 so it starts back where my mom me my sister end up moving because the experiences we were having in this home were getting to be a little bit more than one can possibly handle Now, we didn't move far. We ended up moving to an apartment that was one story up and probably a couple houses down. And uh, it was the apartment 418. Now, by this time, my grandpa had been done. He passed away for probably, I don't know, maybe about a year or so. It's really hard to remember back then. But this apartment was a lot like the other one. Kind of looked the same. A lot of a uh, lot of roaches, unfortunately, and it was just kind of the place that you, you know, typically saw, especially apartment complexes. A lot of times they have this going on. Didn't really add to the flavor of all the stuff that was happening with my family and I, but it definitely added to the uh, macabre. <laughs> so one night, I'm uh, we're all you know. By the way, we're all moved in. Everything's all good. You know, we're doing our thing. It it it, it took a while, but this particular night started it off. And I was sitting in my grandpa's old rocking chair, and I had a Flintstones cup in my hand. Now, if anybody uh, remembers this, you know, feel free to smile and chuckle because history is beautiful. Uh, back in the day, in the early late 90s, or early mid 90s, I should say, um, McDonald's had these cool Flintstone cups, and they were crystal. Um, they weren't made of crystal, but they're made of glass, but they look like crystal. And I had one, and the uh, one that I had in my hand had the handle of a bone and it was one of my favorite glasses so here I am sitting in this chair and I'm watching TV and all of a sudden out of nowhere it it almost looked like what I like to call an amoeba orb but an amoeba orb or or just a a string of light comes flying across the living room and hits the glass and the glass explodes in my hand now I'm frightened I, I wasn't sure exactly what to do how to react I just my whole body got cold and I remember holding what was left of the glass in my hand and I was I was so scared and it was just a couple of blinks and my all my hair on my arms and my neck just stood up and I realized that it, it was back. It, it followed us. Something followed us. This, this wasn't normal. This should not have happened. And there's no way that each apartment has its own entity. Now, maybe it did, but I'm telling you, I it was a very familiar feel. And... You know, I go down and I and, you know, I go run down the hallway and I run to my mother and we all know how she reacted the first time. However, this time she reacted a little bit. She was a little more receptive, you know, to my experience of what was happening. And, you know, she actually tried to calm me down, uh, said that she didn't hear anything at first. 
Um, but she did hear the shatter and then she did, you know, hear me obviously running down the hallway. So these kind of things would happen continuously. You know, it, it would be the little bumps in the night. It would be the, you know, strange disembodied voices. It's so many little things would happen. Now, one particular night, me, my mother, and my sister, we were all sleeping out in the living room. And um, the way we were sleeping, so if you if you can picture this real fast right now, if you remember the way my other apartment looked, you will pretty much know what this apartment looks like because it was the same, but it was reversed. So you walk in, this time the kitchen would be to your left, living room straight in front, immediately to your right was the hallway. If you went down the hallway, to the left was our room, to the right was the bathroom, right? Easy setup. Now, if you walked into the house and you walked into the living room, how we were laying, right, there was a a kitchen table to your immediate left after the kitchen. And then right after that, we were laying on the floor. So it was me, it was my mother and my sister, and everybody had passed out. It was time to go to bed. And I remember a humming noise, and the humming got louder as the minutes went on, and I I, I could feel something behind me, but... I heard the shuffling and the shuffling continued and it was, it was nonstop. It was so weird, but not long after that, I felt it. Whap! The first hit, my mother had left hangers on the counter and on the table. So as I was sleeping, the hangers were flying off of the table and they were hitting me on the back. And I couldn't stop it. I had no idea what was going on. I just, I knew that this was that familiar, you know, entity, the thing that was in there and it was, it was physically attacking me. So I I got hit with one hanger. I got hit with two hangers. I got hit with three hangers. It just, it kept on coming. Finally, I just, I woke my mom up and I was like, mom, this is what's going on. And, And she was so confused and she didn't want me to wake my sister. But at the same time, she saw the hangers were laying all over the floor around me. And I had welts on my back. These things were hitting me at a very, very fast pace. I mean, it wasn't like a a, a simple throw. It wasn't something, you know, small. So now my mom was really getting worried. And, you know, she got up, took a look at everything, and she was trying to figure out, you know, kind of what was going on. Obviously, she knew what was going on, but it wasn't registering, which makes perfect sense. Um, I, I guess, you know, as an adult, sometimes you don't let certain things register because you've forgotten about it um, or whatever the case may be. But not long after that, I started having dreams about this little girl and I would be sleeping. And in my dreams, I would wake up in the bed and I would walk to the closet in a zombie like daze, and I'd open the closet and bam, right in my face. There she was looking at me cold, dead. She smelled so earthy, something wasn't right. And every night it continued over and over and over and over again. And it was at this point where, I mean, I would, I would, I didn't want to sleep anymore. I honestly didn't want to do anything that had to do with sleep. Um, but I kept waking up and it never stopped. And I started noticing that about three in the morning was about that time when I would actually wake up. And, uh, you know, years later, I figured out kind of what that meant. And we'll go over that, you know, eventually. So one night we're sleeping, we're all in the room, everything's good. And we hear a shuffling. Now this time we're in the room and we hear the shuffling on the outside. 
in the in the living room. So my mom get up, you know, I get up with her and uh, she grabs a knife. We always had a knife in the room. She was very paranoid. And we go out to the living room to see kind of what the commotion is, right? Because, I mean, my, mind you, this is Miami, Florida. There's a lot of stuff going on. People break in the houses. You know, it happens. So we go out and we're standing in the living room now looking out. And all we could see is, you know, the kitchen. And uh, we watch as all the plates come off the counter. I mean, one by one, these plates are just smashing. Bam, 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 bam. Smashing off the counter. And, I mean, what do you do in this situation, right? I mean, you're you're now with your mom. And, I mean, God damn, I'm getting goosebumps right now just talking about this. Because I tell you what, if you've ever been in a situation like this, this is something that will change your life. It will change your life. Whether heaven or hell exists, Whatever, there is definitely something going on in the afterlife. We just don't know exactly what it is yet, right? And faith can tell and obviously going there, <laughs> but you won't come back to tell the story. And when you do, no one believes you. But here we go. What do you do in a situation like this while you watch all the plates fall off of the counter? But it wasn't done yet. Oh, no, it wasn't done. All the cabinets decided just all the doors, boom, opening up. So now we are watching physical evidence of poltergeist activity unfolding right in front of our eyes but it wasn't done yet this damn thing decided i guess to turn all the damn stoves on now i'm not sure if you all know what these look like some may some may not but we had a stove where each burner had a little push button you could put low you could put high medium well they looked like these buttons were being pushed and the entire stove exploded Now, when I say exploded, bear with me, I'll paint you a picture. You're watching the stoves turn on, or all the burners turn on, and all of a sudden, out of the um, main, I don't know, you call them, just where the buttons are, where all the the main wiring was, boom! It just, an explosion, and and there was sparks and fire, and it it just, it, it freaked us the fuck out. It legitimately got us to the point where you feel completely fucking helpless and you there's nothing else you can do. What are you going to do? So when that happened, everything stopped because obviously we had our, it had our attention. We ran up, we put the minor fire out and everything was, you know, fine, right? With nothing burnt down, it wasn't fine, but you know, it was what it was. And I tell you that... <laughs> That was one of those moments that my mother looked at me and I looked at her and although we were never on the same page, we were on the same page today. And we saw, we heard, we understood now that whatever it was that was that was following us was nothing good. There was nothing good about this. So now again, fast forward to our day-to-day lives because again, things didn't happen all the time. It was only every now and again and... Like I said before, my mother was a very abusive woman, and she was very verbal abusive, uh, and, and other. But you know, we won't go into that. But it all led to bringing these kinds of energies into the home. Now, this one particular night, her and I had gotten into a, an altercation, and she physically attacked me, and it was an on and on, you know, throughout that time. And she ended up putting me in the room, um, told me I was grounded. She knew I was deathly scared of what was going on, and she decided to tell me that your poppy's going to get you. Your poppy's going to get you, which is, by the way, my grandpa who had passed away. And um, 
I'm locked in this dark room. There's obviously things happening. And me as a child who had now some, you know, physical and mental scars from what was going on. I'm paranoid because I'm thinking, oh my God, my dead grandfather is going to be in this room with me and he's going to come out and he's going to want to grab me. He's going to want to get me. But that didn't get me as much as the young girl, the young little girl that was, was haunting our area. Well, needless to say, I was locked in this room. She was holding the door closed. I was trying my hardest to get out, but I wasn't strong enough. And therein lies where I heard the noise behind me. Now, when that happened, I almost went into a shutdown mode. And I started grabbing this door as hard as I possibly could and trying to open it, but the damn thing was locked. Now, I dropped to the ground and I'm looking underneath the door and my mom was no longer standing there holding the door. There was no foot foot, or no feet, no footprints, no nothing. Like there was nobody underneath the door where I can clearly see. The door had locked by itself. And I was locked in this room with him or her or whatever it was. So now I'm locked in this room. There is no lock on the door and I am petrified, freaking screaming my head off trying to get out of this door. I am surprised the neighbors didn't call the cops, but again, this is Miami and people in Miami sometimes really don't help. So I'm, I'm trying to get out the door. I'm, 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 I'm holding the door. I'm jiggling the door. I'm doing everything I can. And finally the door opens and I run out and my mom thought this was funny. Now, again, you get into an abusive relationship, be it a mother or father or a boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife. And you know, some sociopaths are like this she thought it was funny i didn't think it was funny and you know i'm i'm shooken right because this is now like i said before it wasn't happening day by day but now this kind of shit was happening all the time you know if it wasn't in physical form it was in my dreams if it wasn't in my dreams like i was thinking about it at school or whatever the case may be right so this is something that was really really worrying me and now And it's actually kind of funny because you may hear some scratches at the door in the background. And that is not any effects other than my cat trying to get in. And it's great because he actually gives me a lot of inspiration. So now, you know, going through our our days, um, my sister and I, my sister was a little bit older at this point in time. And my mother was downstairs at the laundromat. And... My sister and I were upstairs and we heard, um, we heard some disembodied voices, which by this point it was fucking totally normal to hear this shit in the house, but it got a little bit stronger and it sounded like a deep, dark, growling, guttural something. It sounded like something was, was there and it was growling and it was doing all sorts of shit. We were like, what the fuck is this? No sooner than we asked that question, it sounded like a train horn come through the house. Now, if you watch any cartoons or anything like that, that train horn, that it was really, really, really loud. It was really, really, it almost disoriented you in a way. And, um, so we hear this sounds like this train's coming down the fucking hallway and we, we freaked the fuck out. Like I grabbed her and we went underneath the table and as God or gods or whoever is my witness, this table lifted up and started shaking. Now, just try to envision this. You got a young boy and a young girl under the table holding on for dear fucking life as this table is moving and it's do, 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 and it won't stop. Like something was trying its hardest to rip that table because it couldn't get under there to get us. So it needed to rip that table out to make sure it can actually get a hold of us. It was the scariest fucking thing I have ever experienced in my life. 
Now, there had been some other shit going on, but this one topped the cake because I tell you what, I've seen things move. I've seen things fly around the house. I've, I've heard voices and blah, 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 but nothing has ever hit me this hard. So when we got the chance and we got the, the guts to get up and to haul ass, we ran and we left. We left that house. We ran all the way down. We told our mom what was going on. And at this point, she had heard this shit so much that it, it didn't really matter to her. So, you know, you're kind of looking at this going, what, like, what do you do? Right? I know I ask this question a lot, but really, what is it that you do when you've got a paranormal situation happening, you've got a, a poltergeist, some kind of poltergeist activity, what do you do? How do you help it, right? So, my aunt, being a high priestess in the Wiccan pagan community, you know, had some thoughts, but it took a while, and we're not there yet, but eventually we will be, and... So, you know, looking at all this, this evidence that we have, and man, I wish I tell you that I was a little older back then because I'd have taped it and, you know, had this kind of evidence to be able to put on our website, but, uh, never actually had the chance to do so because I was so young. So now we've got a firm situation happening, right? This poltergeist activity has gotten a lot more violent, a little more frequent, and this thing seemed like it was out for blood. Now, without going into grave details about this, that, and the other thing, the fights physically with my mother and myself and so on and so forth continued. And my little sister was involved. Not, not you know, physically firsthand, but she was around to listen to all this terrible shit that was going down in our home. Now, I don't know if this had anything to do with the spirit, or if this had anything to do with just the, the bottom line of the amount of mental abuse that was happening really messes with a child's mind. But this was a big time fast forward. Our other sister now was born. And eventually I can get you all details and all that good jazz of timelines. But right now it's just kind of going over some of the important things that really contributed to the next sector that I'm about to tell you all about. My little sister one day meaning my older sister will save names for, you know, the gods above because of privacy issues, decides that she's going to grab a screwdriver. And I wasn't around. I was, well, I was around, but I was in the room. I wasn't, you know, physically there watching her. And my mom had set my youngest sister down on the counter just for a second, turned around as my sister wails on her with a screwdriver stabbing her in the eye probably two inches or so away from her optic nerve which would have blinded her forever and a couple more inches of that and the child the baby child would have been dead my sister wails on her wham bam 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 just stabs the shit out of her what the fuck right where where does this come from this angry behavior what how is this happening with this young little girl who you you wouldn't see that in her eyes like where the fuck did this happen where did this come from and my little sister's eye was damaged for a long long time long long time and one other account i can i can remember was my sister i woke up and she was above me with a screwdriver again um only this time she didn't get you know to do what she was gonna do so that being said these were just a few of the things that we're gonna talk about today and just kind of let you know, you know, that 
spirits do exist. There's a lot of stuff going on out there and negative energies and negative, you know, actions really do in fact bring forth the worst in the world and the worst in everybody else. Thank you so much for joining today. Next week, we'll go into some of the finalizations of everything that happened and kind of where it concluded, but not saying that that was the end of the experiences, only the end of the little girl of 321 for now. Once again, everybody, thank you so much for joining us on our shadow podcast for this week. Um, I really do look forward to hearing some of y'all's stories. I hope you look forward to hearing some more of ours. And as always, we will see you in your shadows. So if you like what you hear, like what you're hearing right now, please hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button, and stay tuned for more episodes next week. See you in your shadows.